On the Riabu podcast today, we're going to deal with Riabu, that is the word, and why we decided to call our platform Riabu hand in hand with our book, Let the Cash Flow Out from Marshall Cavendish on Amazon Now. Simon. Yeah, we were looking around for a name for this, and, uh, and we thought that getting paid on time for SMEs is about fairness because many SMEs get paid late by larger companies. We're going to go into that a bit more in a minute, but that's simply not fair because it puts pressure on smaller and struggling businesses in an asymmetrical way um, and it causes them real difficulty and sometimes it causes them to go bust. So we came up with the name Riabu, which means fairness, uh, because fairness means you say what you're going to do and you do it. And too often agreements are made on payment terms and they're broken. And one of the first things that we say in let the cash flow is whatever agreement you make with a customer, whether it's on price, delivery date, or payment terms, that's an agreement that should be stuck to. Um, and if you don't stick to it deliberately because you've got enough power to get away with not sticking to it, that is unfair. Yes. You might be able to get away with it, but it's not right. So there is a certain amount of black and white that you always insist on when it comes to payment terms. If the, if the customer is asking you for a certain quantity, a certain quality, maybe a certain color of the product, the quid pro quo is that you ask for certain payment terms and just as the customer expects your agreement to be stuck to, you would expect the customer to be yeah, stuck there to. Yeah, one of the things we do early in the book is we, we, we quote three case studies. These are companies that have worked with us on getting paid on time in the past with some success. Companies of all different sizes and one of them, um, a Hong Kong based company which has become very successful, um, worked with us a long time ago, more than a decade and a half ago. Um, and they specifically talk about um, that thing, that binary thing, which is, you know, very, very early on in our relationship, I said, unless you take a binary approach to payment terms, this, it's analogous to price. Let's say you, you're going to charge a price of $10 for your service and you send an invoice and the customer then says, actually, do you know what? I think I'm only going to pay you $9. You'd say, absolutely no way. Well, payment terms are exactly the same. If you say, I'm going to pay you in 30 days, and then you say, actually, do you know what? I'm going to pay you in 60 days. You should treat that the same. You can negotiate as much as you like. You can negotiate in the details around the service terms and the price and the payment terms. But once you have an agreement, and it's important you have it in writing, Everybody should stick to that yes. agreement. But here's the thing, that is very black and white. Yes. And yet fairness conveys a sense of grey area, right? I mean, a lot of people, you know, how fair should you be? Yeah, well, it's interesting because, uh, uh, you know, a second feature of this whole discussion on when you get paid is that people, most people will look for opportunities to hang on to their money, but they need to feel good about themselves. So typically they're looking for a reason. So 80% of the time that you don't get paid on time, and it's important because this is in your control, it's because you opened the door to late payment by providing your well-meaning customer, let's assume your customer is an honest fellow, mm -hmm. uh, you provided him or her with a, an excuse, a plausible excuse not to pay you. And a big part of this, once you've got the terms agreed and salted away, is to ensure that those opportunities to hang on to money with a pretext that seems plausible and doesn't make me feel bad about myself are, are removed and that's yes. and that's about intimacy and service yeah but again that's that's the very black and white quite literally in black and white on a, on a sheet of paper it's very much the you know what you're what you're talking about and also obviously elaborate on in great detail yeah. in the book is the fact that there are certain hard and fast things that need to be dealt with but the the reason for doing so is actually much more of a softer 
a, a skill, shall we say. It's much more around uh, the relationship aspect and, um, and, and how people treat each other. Yes, it's, it's interesting that if you follow what many companies do, which is not talk about payment until quite late in the transaction, um, or even when it's already a problem, you pretty much guarantee that this becomes an uncomfortable discussion, which is very far from additive to the quality of the overall relationship. By building this into your relationship from the very start, you'll find one that there are things that you can talk about at the beginning of the relationship without any problem that it's mm. much harder to talk about later on. Yes. Um, and two, that by dealing with it early and ensuring that everything flows smoothly, you prevent those uncomfortable later discussions from occurring because not only are they costly, because rework is costly, going over the transaction again, phoning people, visiting people, costly, but it doesn't make anyone feel good. So the idea is, to change the nature of that relationship, the modality, if okay. you like. And that's really what the book is about. But in our focus on the discussion of fairness, mm. I mean, it really transcends just wanting to have good customer relationships. There are so many companies that talk about sustainability in uh, grand and airy ways and then pay their suppliers in 90 days. I mean, there is, there is something unfair about the, the, you know, on the one hand, flying the sustainability, the CSR flag, and well, on the other hand, uh, claiming, you know, that um, and uh, you, not, you, not being you, fair in payments. You and I've talked about this a lot. There are a lot of big companies that do fly the sustainability flag, um, and yet treat their <coughs> smaller suppliers appallingly. And given, I mean, let's not forget that SMEs employ not provide ninety percent of the world's employment. It's not MNCs. It's SMEs, right? Um, and by mistreating SMEs because of, they have the power to do it, big companies are not just creating a lot of anxiety, they're putting an awful lot of jobs and livelihoods at stake. Um, so we think it is a fundamental issue of fairness, yes. And one of the things that's been quite astonishing over the last year is at a time when you think people will be pulling together, the level of opportunism among some of those companies uh, when it comes to actually the treatment of SMEs is truly astonishing. Yes. Um, but it just doesn't look so funky in a, in a sustainability report to be saying, oh, well, we, we pay our customers on time. Uh, rather, we pay our suppliers on time. A lot of these sustainability reports are filled with pictures of recycling facilities and uh, chairman planting trees and, you know, those sort of things. I think all of that's going to change. I think post-COVID we're going to be in a new era of realism where greenwashing, you know, having the chairman plant a tree in Zimbabwe and then claiming that you're sustainable is not going to wash anymore. I think people are going to look much more at the fundamentals about what you're actually doing. And we know from other data and from experts that we've talked to that increasingly people who buy equities and invest in them, including the big funds, are not going to invest in them unless issues like this are dealt with. So we're looking forward to a new era where SMEs are treated fairly. And our book is an attempt to assist SMEs to get fair treatment. Yeah. Then comes the question, fair to who? I mean, suppliers is obvious, right? The suppliers will want to be treated fairly by being paid according to terms. Um, is it also fair to the shareholders who would expect the company to harbour its cash and uh, keep as much cash in the company? Well, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, how do you define what is fair? I mean, there are two definitions which are kind of abroad in the world of work. One is Fairness in terms of actual honesty, that is what you actually agreed and what expectations are. A second definition, which is very common in the world of business, is what your lawyer says you can get away with. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, it, my lawyer says, how many times have we come across that? I certainly have. Um, and, and, and heaven help us if we live in a world where lawyers tell us 
how we should behave towards one another, you know? Um, because at the end of the day, it's very clear that when you make a deal with someone, I'm gonna provide you with this by, on this date, to this level of quality, for this price, based on these payment terms, how is that not binary? Uh, it might be in someone's, someone's interest to argue that it's not binary because they want to hang on to their cash. We need to cling on to an honest world, uh, frankly. <laughs> um, I think it's very important, you know, and, and it's it, it, right now, with so many small companies under threat, it's particularly important. And the good news is, this is not an esoteric topic. There are some very simple things that SMEs can do, and we try to lay them out in this book in a digestible way that will change your relationships with your large customers. And you can buy the book on Amazon. Marshall Cavendish is the publisher. Let the Cash Flow is the name of the book. You can even go to letthecashflow.com or, of course, our portal, riabu.com, where we help you turn the book into action. Thanks, Simon. Thank you.